Welcome. I'm your host, Greg McEwen, and I am here with you on this journey to learn so that we can make our highest contribution. What's the most important thing you need to do today? Today, I will share a powerful story or two, something counterintuitive I've learned, and some highly actionable advice. By the end of this episode, you'll be able to get clear on the most important thing you need to do today and every day. Let's go. If you want to accelerate your learning in today's episode, commit to spending just a few minutes within the next 24 to 48 hours to follow the tool that I share with you, and then share that tool with someone else. This episode is sponsored by Shopify, selling a little or a lot. (coughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, whenever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. In my experience with every business that I have built, including this podcast, there are breakthrough moments, and those moments are often the result of finding the right partner. And I think that's a way to think about Shopify, because no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greg, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greg now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greg. The late writer Nora Ephron, who is arguably best known for movies like Silkwood, Sleepless in Seattle, and When Harry Met Sally, each of which were nominated for an Academy Award, Efron's success as a writer and screenwriter has a lot to do with her ability to capture the essence of a story, a skill she honed in her earlier career as a journalist. But for all her years in the high-octane world of journalism, the lesson that affected her most dates all the way back to her high school years. Charlie Sims taught a Journalism 101 class in Beverly Hills High School. He started the first day of the class that Efron attended much the same way any journalism teacher would, by explaining the concept of a lead. Explained that a lead contains the why, what, when, and who of the piece. It covers the essential information. Then he gave them their first assignment, which was to write a lead to a story. Sims began by presenting the facts. 
Kenneth L. Peters, the principal of Beverly Hills High School, announced today that the entire high school faculty will travel to Sacramento next Thursday for a colloquium in new teaching methods. Among the speakers will be anthropologist Margaret Mead, college president Dr. Robert Maynard Hutchins, and California Governor Edmund Pat Brown. The students hammered away on their manual typewriters trying to keep up with the teacher's pace when they handed in their rapidly written leads each attempted to summarize the who, what, where, and why as succinctly as possible. One wrote, Margaret Mead, Maynard Hutchins, and Governor Brown will address the faculty next Thursday. Another, the high school faculty will be attending this conference. Sims reviewed the students' leads and put them all aside. He then informed them that they were all wrong. The lead to the story, he said, was that there will be no school on Thursday. And in that instant, Ephraim recalls, I realized that journalism was not just about regurgitating the facts, but about figuring out the point. It wasn't enough to know the who, what, when, and where. You had to understand what it meant and why it mattered. Ephron added, he taught me something that works just as well in life as it does in journalism. In every set of facts, something essential is hidden. And a good journalist knows that finding it involves exploring those pieces of information and figuring out the relationships between them. And I should add that with my undergraduate degree in journalism, I take this seriously. It means making those relationships and connections explicit. It means constructing the whole from the sum of its parts and understanding how these different pieces come together to matter to anyone. The best journalists, wherever they are these days, do not simply relay information. Their value is in discovering what really matters to people. Have you ever felt lost and unsure about what to focus on? Have you ever woken up and felt overwhelmed by all of the different competing, dizzying requests that are coming at you? Have you ever felt disoriented by the rapid state of change? And disruption all around you. If so, the tool, the ritual, if you like, that I want to share with you today has the power of relevancy because it's not just budding journalists in high school who bury the lead that miss the point of the information. It's you and me in our lives because there's so much going on and the pace of change is breathtaking. It literally takes our breath away. Some days we forget to breathe. And I don't know about you, but for me at least, it means that every day I wake up with the need to orient myself, to figure out what's really going on and what do I really want to achieve. Back in episode 19 of this podcast, I interviewed Joe Davey. Joe wrote to me after a life-changing moment. It happened when her dad called her to say that her mum was in the hospital. It was no big deal, he said. It was not something to interrupt her day with. He just wanted to keep her in the loop. She asked, do you want me to come? He said, don't worry about it. But she later recalled that she remembered that moment exactly, where she was sitting, what the weather was like. She remembers thinking, what is the most important thing I need to do today? And as a consultant, she had this big job for a major brand and was working on a day rate and she needed the money. But something said to her, 
the most important thing you need to do today is drive down to the hospital, which was two hours away, and see your mum. She went to the hospital. She sent her dad home for a rest. Her mum told her that she loved her. I told her I loved her. And unexpectedly, unimaginably, an hour later, she had a seizure and was put into a coma right in front of her. And a week later, Joe had the unfortunate responsibility of switching off her life support machine. After her mother died, she wrote to me. And she said how different that moment, that day would have been if she'd made a different trade-off. If she hadn't had that moment of clarity about what really mattered, what was the most important thing she needed to do that day. So what can we do to discover the news in our life every day? What can we do to discover the hidden story of what really matters? And I should say that it is clear to me that there are infinitesimally small, but infinitely important things in our lives, but that the complication is they're hidden way below the surface. They're so valuable that they're worth the time to connect the dots and discover them, to develop the skills to be able to figure them out and figure them out fast. But they do not just present themselves to us. By the time the most essential things in our lives present themselves to us, it can be too late to take advantage of the insight. We can get into the situation that the captain on the Titanic was in those few minutes after he knows that the crash will happen that the Titanic will crash into that massive iceberg below the surface. But he still does not have enough time to turn the ship around. He can do nothing to protect that ship from the coming catastrophe. Well, we want to avoid that. We want to be able to learn faster than that, to have an early warning system built into our lives, a routine, a ritual, as I say, to be able to discern what matters before it's too late. Now, stay with me for a moment as we cross-reference to another more recent episode, episode 165 with Alison Jones. You remember that she wrote the book Exploratory Writing, and you can go back and listen to that episode as well for context. But she identified the simplest ritual for trying to declutter all the mess that's in our head, all of the pieces of the lead of our life each day. She discovered it in a moment of total chaos, a sort of panic attack that she had in the middle of the night after she'd started her own business and was just so worried about what on earth she'd done. She woke up and in that duress, unsure of what to do, grabbed a sheet of paper and just started to write. She wrote with abandonment. She wrote the rawest thoughts and feelings that she had. And as she did that, she found, to her surprise, that she went from chaos to clarity to creativity and all in just a few minutes. So if you put these stories together, connect the dots with me, then you can see the emergence of a little ritual. Take the question from Joe Davy: What's the most important thing I need to do today? And use that as a prompt for a six-minute free writing exercise that you do each morning to turn that chaos and confusion in your mind into clarity and then into creativity. You take a blank piece of paper, one that you could throw away so that you can write with this complete abandonment, and you write the prompt at the top of it. 
And then you set a timer, six minutes, and you write without stopping, without pausing, without evaluating, without thinking. You let it flow as raw as you can. All that chaos, all that noise, all those competing ideas, all of that stuff that can be so overwhelming in the office of our brain. You don't have to stop at six minutes, but I have found in the last couple of weeks as I've been utilizing this ritual, that six minutes is enough. Six minutes seems to be an almost magical number for being able to go from chaos to clarity to creation. And what I found is that it takes a little courage because you have to admit that you are full of all of these thoughts, full of this mess, that the noise is in your head, but there's something absolutely marvelous about it too. All that noise in your head are the raw materials you need to produce clarity. You act as the creator of your life as you take matter unorganized and organize it into what matters. So today, wherever you are right now listening to this, sitting in your office, driving along, maybe it's your commute to work or back, maybe you're on the train, or you're riding your bike somewhere, or you're going on a walk, or maybe you're in a beautiful place on the beach and enjoying the beauty of that place. Maybe you're doing something more mundane. You're cleaning up in the kitchen right now. What I want to say to you is that you're doing better than you think you're doing. And you figuring out what really matters today really matters today. And if right now you are struggling with all the different things pulling at you, all of the different voices in your life, all of the different demands coming at you, all the disruptions, digital and in person, the mental clutter internally, there's a way out. And now within the next 24 to 48 hours, get a piece of paper, get a pen, set a timer for six minutes and let it all out. Let it work for you. Let it flow and see if this process doesn't work for you as well as I've now seen it working in my own life. See if it doesn't help you to see the news hidden in your own life. You won't find that sitting in your inbox. You will never find it surfing social media, but you might find it in this minute but powerful ritual that I've been describing here. All of this brings me back to the marvelous insight from T.S. Eliot in The Rock. Published in 1934, he wrote, Where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? Where is the knowledge we have lost in information? But before that well-quoted idea, there's another question he asks. Where is the life we have lost in living? What is one idea you heard today that caught your attention? Why did this matter so much to you right now? And when will you take action by trying out this ritual just once in your life over the next 24 to 48 hours? And who will you share this tool, this ritual with so that they can try this in their life as well? If you haven't done it yet, take a moment to sign up for the One Minute Wednesday newsletter. There's probably 150,000 people signed up now, and every week it grows. But be part of the conversation there. It reinforces these conversations you're a part of in the podcast and in the books as well to make it a little easier for you to be able to design and live a life that really matters. If you found value in this episode, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. 
the first five people to write a review of this episode will receive free access to the Essentialism Academy. For more details, go to essentialism.com forward slash podcast promo. Thank you, really thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.